0: Welcome to Record Roulette. My name is Eamon O'Flynn. I'm here with Sonia Walton and Nathan Smith to not discuss another album from the Rolling Stone 500 Greatest Albums list that we've chosen at random. That's because it's summertime, so we're slacking off with a series of mini-episodes over the next couple of months until our second season, yes, we were renewed, starts in September. Each episode will be based around a central question, and we'll see where the discussion goes. Today, I'm asking about Dream Guests. So far, we we've had a scientist working for NASA, uh, award-winning journalists and authors, musicians, music fans, a Hollywood actress, a fellow podcast host, and the creator of VH1 Storytellers on the show. Who would you like to see in season two? We could pick a few people each. Let's take turns. I'll go first.
1: <laughs> Very gentlemanly. Uh,
0: yes, I don't think you guys would be surprised to learn that I would love to have Hoxley Workman. On the podcast, right before this podcast began, uh, when I when I kind of come up with the idea uh, around picking stuff randomly from the Rolling Stone list, I stumbled upon uh, Harry Nilsson for the first time ever, and the similarities with Huxley Workman were so apparent to me immediately that I sent him a tweet right that moment uh, asking whether he was a big Harry Nilsson fan because I assumed he had to be.
1: Is that when he told you you had pretty eyes?
0: No, it's not. That's a different time. Okay. You know what he said? He said he'd never listened to him. So we're going to come across some Nilsson Schmilson at some point in this show, and I would love it if it was the impetus for Hawksley to take a listen and tell me if he hears the similarities too. So that's that's my first that's my first one. I think that's starting really strong. So Sonia, do you want to take it next step? Okay. Now,
1: um. So my first thought was to have like a panel of the artists who were part of our Canadian album battle. So Katie mm-hmm. Lang, Gordon Lightfoot and Rufus Wainwright. That would be a dream squad for me.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where does that leave us, though?
1: <laughs> I don't <Yeah>. care.
2: Like <laughs> <not on laughs> the none, none of us are downstairs. on the
0: show. <laughs> <laughs> huh.
1: We just we just eat popcorn and listen to them talk about songwriting. Okay. I think that would be amazing. I yeah. mean, they could we yeah. you know, we could also ask them to review. It's-
0: that's the definition Jared of the "sit back and sit back and shut up" kind of moment, right? Like, mm. Just let them yeah. go. Just let them talk. Who cares? That's right. You got Canadian uh, three Canadian icons. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nathan, uh, who do you want? I was a little bit more uh,
2: audacious, I think, in my selection. My first <laughs> one, anyway, and I Ooh. I went with uh, Noel Gallagher. Wow. Ooh. Formerly of Oasis, now uh, famously of the High Flying Birds. Wait, Oasis Gallagher's, is not a band anymore? They're no more. Um, <laughs> is that official or is
1: it Twitter official?
2: Well, it's or does it Twitter seems official. Make it reliable, official? reliable sources have told me. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And they've been telling me for the better part of 13 years that they're no more. But <laughs> Noel Gallagher himself remains uh, extremely active. Um, and I think that, you know, he's he's first of all extremely knowledgeable about music in general. He's he's certainly a music geek. I don't think you could say the same of his brother who has about Mm -hmm. two or three musical influences and that's about it uh noel gallagher is pretty diverse in his in his tastes and his interests especially recently he's very witty uh he's very cutting so i think he'd probably insult all of us uh regularly and (laughs)
1: and and
2: and almost whomever we were listening to i'm sure he'd (laughs) he'd carve them up as well so that'd be entertaining so, yeah, it always, I think, adds to the prestige of a podcast. You can get a British accent in there. So uh, uh-huh. for I those reasons, need one about, I can do think that. But a real one, a Mancunian. No,
1: no, but I can bring that for season two. I've but it'd be some summer. Cockney
2: posh. I, oh, uh, boy, wanna, God, no. we, yeah, we try <laughs> to appeal, I think, to more of a working class podcast listener. I can do East upper- London. Okay. That's
0: the uh, that's the accent uh, Sonia used for Eric Clapton when she was doing an Eric Clapton impression <laughs> as well. So basically, anytime no it's a British anyone, it's going to be a terrible Cockney-ish accent. Do you think you get extra points for making fun of his brother or, or, or do you think you lose points? I think he'd lose the, points. I Noel think he's, for this. he's probably been
2: asked about it a few times and I think he's, uh, he's like probably every, tired of hearing it.
1: Every single time.
2: <laughs> yeah. So his I, yeah, we would have to mm. have a little get together beforehand, establishing
0: ground rules so that yes. we, we don't
2: anger, uh, Noel Gallagher because
0: <laughs> yeah, we want to have, that would be, be, that would make for good, for a good podcast episode though. Uh, we get like five uh, minutes uh, in piss off the guest and the guest just leaves like we haven't had that happen yet
1: <laughs> there's another that's mini episode
0: that's true there's always the opportunity Sonia do you want to go again
1: uh sure um mine my second choice is also kind of audacious uh Tressie McMillan caught him she's a MacArthur fellow a sociologist a writer a professor she loves country folk Americana music she's funny as hell when I was on Twitter she was one of the reasons I was there um, and she's partially responsible for getting me hooked on Peloton. Um, she loves it in a hilariously grudging way. And she posts like super funny stories about her, her attitude towards Peloton. So um, yeah, I think she'd be what? great. She, she loves music and she's always posting great stories about country music and stuff. So I think she'd country be great music. to have on. Yeah. Okay. Americana, Coke,
0: stuff so like that. Something in grunge would be a perfect album. Yeah,
1: exactly. Um, <laughs> She loves Jason Isbell in particular. So, and yeah. I know that one of his albums is on the top 500. So dear Tressie, if you're listening <laughs> and I know you are, please come on the show.
0: <laughs> and I know you are. Wow. So much confidence. Uh, All right. I would, uh, you know, when I scan the list, I see stuff that's mainstream,
1: mm-hmm. you know, like
0: there's a lot of stuff you, you expect to be there. The Beatles, for instance, um, many, others, many Beatles. Bob, Bob Dylan, Neil Young, that, that sort of thing. And I also see stuff that's way out there, suicide by suicide. But I don't see any Frank Zappa. And I feel like it's a little bit surprising to me that huh. Frank Zappa is not on here because I, he's kind of his own his own thing all to himself.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't know his work well enough to make an argument for his inclusion. But Alex Winter, uh. a man who directed a documentary about Zappa, called Zappa, he does. Um, You might remember Alex Winter from Bill, Bill and Ted, Ted movies, but he's also in Freaked and he's, uh you know, he's he's basically, in addition to acting, he's turned his, his career into directing documentaries. And so one of them is about uh, Frank Zappa. And uh it would be really cool to hear him make an argument for Frank on an album battle that yeah. we could that we could host at some point. So that'd be really, uh, really fun. I think a really fun episode.
1: I was afraid I was going to have to break it to you that Frank Zappa is no longer with us. Yeah. But now I would like Nathan to pick Keanu Reeves so we could have Wild Stallions on the podcast.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, Nathan. Who, who it could you have been it?
2: on my list because I'm getting the impression now that, that the list was meant to be sort of like even semi-reasonable prospects of getting on the show. <laughs> and mine are... Yeah never going to happen so i had no chance that any uh, of these people man Dr. i don't Nick know Millen what you're Parham talking is about is never
1: coming on this show
2: okay but he's more likely than say oh i don't know dave Chappelle. oh no no dave mm-hmm.
0: Chappelle will be on this show well that's I don't no know. problem I, well, anyway he doesn't he, have much of a career anymore right I, no it's it's going quite strong he's uh
2: he was able to um push back the tie. he might be history may judge him as the turning point when society sort of had like a sober second look on whether we just sort of you know, quote unquote, I don't like the term, but cancel things we don't like. Because I think had he released The Closer, even six months to a year prior to when he did, I think the pressure would have been perceived as so immense that Netflix would have caved and, and pulled it and we would have been somewhere else. But it, he could mark a turning or he could just be an aberration and the next person get, goes by the wayside. But anyway, Dave Chappelle, musically, uh his show, uh, the Chappelle yes. Show, mm-hmm. I think the musical component to that is, ex- if not forgotten, then extremely underrated. Because when you go back and look at the musical guests on that show, for me anyway, um, that was sort of my introduction to hip-hop that I actually enjoyed. I was obviously familiar with rap and hip-hop music, but I never really appreciated it until I heard the types of uh, artists that he had on his show. And then in particular, um, the Block Party movie that uh, that he put out, which was all mm-hmm. about basically putting together a big concert, which again, for me, was that was just uh i mean eye-opening doesn't even really properly describe it but just to hear hip-hop in the way that i i sort of see it in the way that it should sound where it's not slickly produced it's raw it's grainy it's gritty um i was blown away to kind of hear it in that way and even you know artists uh, like there was a young kanye west young relatively speaking kanye west in that movie doing jesus walks there was most deaf to leave all these great artists so i think we talk about the the top 500 list becoming more diverse in its latest iteration um it's moving into a lot of the music that i think he has a pretty and not just hip-hop but soul and r&b and all these different sounds that you know the three of us aren't as well versed in uh i think he'd be uh an extremely interesting guest. And I think obviously he's in my opinion, probably the funniest person on the planet at the moment, extremely insightful, I believe Um, provocative. It goes without saying and not needlessly provocative. I think there's whether you agree with him or not, I think there's a a meaning and a a point that he's trying to get across without being just belligerent for the sake of being belligerent. That's a whole other podcast, but I think think think
0: we've learned that being belligerent is actually not all that bad on this podcast. And uh, you know, it's worked out well for us from, <laughs> just the sound uh, from of a I listenership a, perspective. His voice is a nice
2: voice to listen to. It, is a, it is a pleasing.
1: It is a pleasing voice.
2: So you get him on the show talking about music and he's riffing and like that's a that's and, a good podcast. That's a podcast Dave, I would listen to.
0: Dave none of us is going to try and tackle you or punch you yeah, or anything like we that. We can man. We're we're all remote, yeah. So it's all remote. About. I
1: mean, yeah. Only because we're remote, we could not. And also, execute. we're pretty weak. Yeah, yeah. We're all nerds.
0: Sonya, yes. Who's your uh, who's your third?
1: My, my third. I mean, I've had four.
0: You sort four. of cheated by naming three feel, right off the bat yeah, and
1: Packaging I mean, them into one. <laughs> I mean, it well, is my, my first way. Group with the <laughs> these three, my
2: my second group of four is this is my,
1: <laughs> this is my way. Uh. My last one would would just be, I was thinking of Peloton because I was thinking of Dr. McMillan Cottam And mm-hmm. um, my favorite instructor on Peloton is Christine Dare Cole. And she's kind of an older broad like me. She's in her 50s. Um, she loves, loves, loves music. And she plays a lot of like new wave and dark gothic music from the 80s, like, you know, stuff that I grew up with. and And it's great. And, and she would have a lot to say about I think the Rolling Stone 500 list. So that would be my third, my third choice of five.
0: I want to. I would do. Yes, I do want to remind you that at one point when we did the Bob Marley episode, uh, I asked you what your favorite song is, and you said all of the songs on the first side, yeah. except for one. Uh,
1: yeah, <laughs> you have to be more specific. So yes, apparently. Yeah, season two. Bring the specificity.
0: All right, that's the uh, title of my, my, my debut one. album. <laughs> I only picked three. I didn't do this whole, like, Cheater. three plus, like, 12 other people somehow. Whatever. When I think of the coolest person, coolest possible person, Jamila Jamila comes to mind. She's objectively the coolest person in the world, She's right? She's pretty cool. Yeah. So, uh, of course, I'd want her to be a guest on Record Roulette. And in particular, I'd want her to be on an episode about David Bowie, who is one of the deepest, most interesting and probably coolest people in music history. Nice. I mean, can you imagine Jamila Jamil talking about David Bowie? Like, it seems like something that needs to happen. I listen right? to
1: Jamila Jamil read the ingredients off a of craft dinner box. Let's be real.
0: Exactly. And there's another British accent. Yeah. So, you know, if we can't get... Uh, One which
1: I will seek to emulate over the summer.
0: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> On the three of us, by virtue of our participation, could
2: balance out the cool factor. So it comes back down to a reasonable level. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <and> we're actually <laughs> sure. like,
0: setting it. We wouldn't want to damage our listeners by it being too cool of a yeah, podcast.
2: No. Too hot yeah. to
1: handle.
0: Yeah, exactly. That mm-hmm. that could blow out a speaker. <laughs> so, okay, how many how many uh, more are left? Uh, Nathan, you got you got another one. Yeah, I got. Uh, oh, this is this is almost too good. Is so it a micro th- th- No, my my third,
2: the founder of Third Man Records.
1: Oh, nicely done.
2: Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> So mm. proud of himself. Oh, right, my 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 third <laughs> uh, Jack White. Yeah, yes, the, the patron saint of rock and roll. It annoys me. I'll say, just as a little aside, that when it comes to sort of who is viewed, at least I think in, in most eyes in the media and sort of the general public, like, well, who is the spokesperson for rock and roll these days? Who's the Who's the, the one kind of carrying the torch? It tends to be, in my mind, Dave Grohl. I was just going
1: to say Dave. I was going to whisper like, Dave he's, Grohl. Dave
2: he's Grohl. whatever. But I mean, like, Jack White is
1: Dave Grohl is a lovely roll. person.
2: Fine. I mean, Great. Human <laughs>
1: sure. You'd
2: bring him home to your but mother. Jack
1: White, I would not.
2: I mean, Jack White is releasing two albums this year. He's already released one. He's got another one coming out in July. It's a promo he's, tour. He's into, you know, he's, the, he's <laughs> in a solo group. He's in, like, two other ba- He's still extremely prolific. He
1: recorded an album and, with Loretta Lynn.
2: Yes, and he produced Dolly Parton, I believe, uh, which Aiden would appreciate, and, and, uh-huh. and worked and with Beyonce
1: just, on Lemonade. Yes, exactly. Lemonade.
2: So not only is his output fairly diverse and eclectic, but his influences, when you talk about mm-hmm. folk, blues, uh, you know, vaudeville, almost obviously rock, punk rock, like everything, it runs the gamut. And you know, for upper, he's from Detroit, so he's not he's too from Detroit.
0: Far away. That's right. And, he's from uh, Detroit. Is he so a Wings fan? He better well, beat Wings. He, a wing. he's he prob- probably, I mean, he did the
2: uh, he did the national anthem at the uh, Tigers home opener. He played uh, a rousing rendition of St- uh, Star Spangled Banner. So I would assume he's a Red Wings fan too, which doesn't hurt, obviously. Well, wh- so, but where does he no.
1: fall on the Seeger Springsteen divide that
0: Ooh. Eamon has
1: artificially constructed?
0: Uh, yes, better. For the first season of this podcast, <laughs> it's almost constant. But we'd have to ask him. I feel like the only way we can really get a solid answer on that is if he comes on the podcast and hangs out with two other. Uh, Detroit Red Wings fans. I could be a Wings. Yeah, fan
1: why not? Of, of we'll get you a, Detroit's.
0: We'll get you Let's a get close a hat up. or something. We yeah. can edit those
1: words in the right
0: order. <laughs> yeah, they can be in the right order. <laughs> you, got the, you got the right words.
1: Go. That's the main thing.
0: Right. All right, Sonia. You got any more?
1: No. Anyone no. else have any more? No? no. No, that's. I'm saving the rest of my. Group I think. If, for I two. think if we get
0: those, those get it would be a good season too. it would be pretty a pretty good season two. It would be an make season yeah it would be a decent follow-up to season one yeah. yeah okay well that's enough of that there's one summer mini in the books thank you as always to nathan and sonia check out record roulette on twitter instagram and facebook at our music pod rate and review this podcast wherever you can subscribe on spotify apple podcast stitcher or wherever you find your favorite podcast or listen at recordroulettepodcast.com music in this episode is from lemon music studio Our next mini episode will be out in two weeks. Until the next spin, goodbye.